Hi, and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sells, This Week in Wall Street History. I'm your host, Todd Schoenberger. Taking place between the years 1897 and 1904, the nation was in the midst of a merger craze. 4,277 companies melded into 257. And the financial force behind many of these deals was none other than the domineering banker J.P. Morgan, creator of such behemoths as General Electric and AT&T. In 1900, however, J.P. Morgan hadn't been able to crack the nation's largest industry, which was steel, nor its unchallenged leader, Carnegie Steel. Instead, he was content to back such consolidating upstarts as Federal Steel and National Tube. But when Scottish-born founder Andrew Carnegie threatened to further integrate the company into finished steel products, J.P. Morgan grew concerned. His answer? A merger. Carnegie's terms were specific. $480 million or 12 times earnings were unprecedented for the time. But J.P. Morgan was unfazed and responded with an arrogant response, quote, I accept this price. So on March 3rd, 1901, J.P. Morgan announced the merger of Carnegie Steel with Federal Steel and National Tube. The new company, now known as U.S. Steel, was the largest corporation in the world, capitalized with $1.4 billion or about 7% of the nation's gross national product, which is now more than $400 billion in today's dollars. Here's a report from Jen Strauss, Arthur of Morgan, an American financier, as explained in a CNBC documentary. Andrew Carnegie had built the best steel company in the world. He, he figured out about economies of scale. He was able to outproduce and underprice all of his competitors. Morgan decided in 1900, 1901, that essentially he would do for the steel industry what he'd done for the railroad industry, which was consolidate a lot of smaller companies into one giant. And he put together U.S. Steel, capitalized at a billion dollars in 1901. That was an unheard of sum for that time. And people were staggered, were horrified, were skeptical. Everything about the deal, in fact, was huge. The billion-dollar combined company ran steel mills, Coke ovens, railroads, and steamships. It made up half the nation's steelmaking capacity. The deal made Carnegie, who owned 50% of the company, the richest man in the world, for a few years anyway, until he was surpassed by John D. Rockefeller. More important, the deal set the stage for the American management revolution. J.P. Morgan's cadre of professional managers were among the first to prove that a sprawling billion-dollar company could be run efficiently and profitably. U.S. Steel was emblematic of the way American industrial companies would gain unprecedented size and scope in the coming decades, and of the way they would tap into more sophisticated domestic capital markets. No longer would managers' visions be limited by the structures previously imposed by size. Thank you for listening to this edition of This Week in Wall Street History. Be sure to check out our other Buy, Hold, Sell episodes on the Evergreen Podcast Network. For Crosscheck Media, I'm Todd Schoenberger. Take care. Buy, Hold, Sell brought to you by Crosscheck Management. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, 
subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.